Welcome back to the Summer Podcast. Hope you're having a great day. My name is Richard Emerson. I will be your host today. And today we're going to talk about the latest video from Paul von der Klee. He published one yesterday called Is PVK Drifting Away from Orthodoxy, Protestantism, Christ? How we use the prepositional knowledge. Uh, so we're going to discuss what he is, the topic that he's talking about is whether he or his theology is drifting or not. So it's kind of the theology of Paul von der Klee. And especially for people who have been watching him for a couple of years, it's um, it's very fascinating and interesting to see that or how he walks into all the different branches of, of thinking and theology and then gradually seems to be um, in some ways changing, in some ways still being the open open-minded person to to all the variations uh, but it also seems like it has an effect on how uh, he is also being perceived for example by his congregation in his own his own word that some of them are starting to become also disappointed for some of his work so this was uh, he made another video a couple of weeks ago the 24th of june which was called why i am still a protestant in the christian reformed church of north america so a part of this is that many of his viewers so he has about 20000 uh, subscribers on his youtube channel so many of his viewers and commenters are starting to wonder if he is moving away from from protestantism from calvinism and more towards orthodoxy or catholicism and we just wanted to to have some thoughts about this because it's fascinating to watch and it's also something about first of all distinguishing like this whole debate is very complex and very big but distinguishing between three things which is the biblical stories in themselves is one thing theology is a second thing and the church and institution is a third thing and those things can be uh, sometimes not connected even they should be, but sometimes they're not. The theology is, uh, f- at least if you if you look at, this is also a very complicated topic, but if you look at especially uh, Judaism and Orthodoxy and Catholicism as kind of the old theologies, they're very much based and like they put the, the scripture and the biblical stories as the authority. But how the church is, uh, let's say, kind of manifesting itself in different times in, in history is a, a separate topic in many ways so it's very easy to co- to to think back to much of the critique and v- like the, the very um, you know, sensible critique from people like Luther or Dante as well of of how the papacy had had changed and w- how it, what it grew into especially after the schism towards 1300 as this uh, in some some ways, just like a temporal power with with the papal states, which is kind of uh, a large part of middle north of Italy, and the religious part became something that was just it became in many ways or in some ways like a political tool almost for just a, a new emerging of the old Ro- uh, Roman Empire and the kind of the city state of Rome, and then under the under the guise of being the kind of the papacy instead. So that's a se- separate issue, but. The, the larger question about uh, the theology of von der Klee. So there's something about, the, there's a saying that when, when people start looking more into uh, Catholicism and Orthodoxy, the theology of it, then 
they seldom go back <laughs> if they start really going into it because there's a wealth of thinking. So just to make this practical, when you look at Wonder Clay and then it seems increasingly that he is drifting or he is expanding away from uh, from the, the pure uh, Calvin Lutheran Protestantism. And it seems like he also knows this very well. And it seems like the reaction from his congregation in the way that he describes it is, is indication of the same. And then just not to, to focus on him as a person, but when he when he says he's, he remains a Protestant because he's married to, to the congregation and this is kind of who he is and this is, uh, so he's a second or third generation pastor. He also shows in the, in the first of those two videos, uh, two little uh, books, kind of hymn books, I think it was, from his father and, and, and his own and they were kind of identical and you just saw this, this lineage and tradition in him uh, which was very moving, kind of very generous as well to, sh to show this. So that's kind of who he is at the moment. But there is uh, something to look out for because if he changes too much, he might still want to be in what he calls the marriage or the relationship. But at some point, it, the question becomes, does he belong there anymore? And then also, do they want him? <laughs> so that's a, that's a kind of a bit like realism around changing as a person what might happen but if we look at this more at the, as the issue about theology there are several other big very interesting uh, perspectives on this so one is this open question with so in this case this is a protestant person but then if protestantism can expand and take in some of the theology from the two old traditions and the two old branches the, if you if you go back and look at how Luther and Dante kind of they had in some ways very much the same critique but they went in two different ways for the solution like Luther just wanted to cut off the church but also almost all of the theology but Dante tried to recreate something new as an example of how it should be but then firmly rooted still in the tradition and in the theology. And in some ways he summed up all the new theo Catholic theology that developed and emerged in the 11 and 1200s in, um, in both Italy and um, very much around Paris as well. So where <laughs> the interesting thing of watching one is like, is he uh, a symbol of something larger, of of something like the Protestant branch uh, opening more towards the theology, the, or does it need to reconnect to the to the more the old theology? Not necessarily the institutions and the churches of the two other branches, but much of the theology, much of the writings, might easily be absorbed into also a kind of a new form of Protestantism, for example. So that is something to, to look out for. There are, if you look at this, this topic, just to take like five steps back and looking at the larger, kind of the century or the millennia frames, you have like orthodoxy reaches about 2000 years, one could say, or 17, 1800 years, or go back, if you incorporate all of it, it would be like 2000 years. 
Catholicism is a thousand years, Protestantism is then 500 years. So there are big changes happening every now and then in a big scale. And we might be at some, one of those points now. One major reason for that could be uh, something that's been, uh, which has become so, uh, we've become so used to it, but it's so unusual in, if you look even like 10,000 years and since settlements and kind of the first uh, like agriculture and the first settlements and that change in kind of human history that we have with the internet the, <laughs> the, that all the information is available everywhere instantly. This might change things in much deeper ways that, than we are aware of because it's still so new. It's been one, one or two decades where it's been very, starting to become influential. But there is something about now a person can, you can just go on podcasts or look at videos and then you can see the different branches. You can get kind of a very uh, contemporary shaped presentation of orthodoxy or of Catholicism, for example, in also Protestant countries. And just to, to name a few examples, if you look at Jonathan Pajot, for example, or if you look at Bishop Barron, you get a very, very clear and accessible presentation of the theology, which was not uh, available 20 years or, or 30 or 40, 50 years ago in, to the same degree. So that is one thing to look out for. How might this uh, accessibility to the different theo uh, theologies influence things and maybe shape something new. Maybe something new can grow out of this. And maybe Wonder Clay is kind of one of the pioneers in this historical development over the centuries. Because he's sitting there, he's incredibly intelligent and knowledgeable and also like inquisitive to like in all directions. So he is creating all these uh, conversations and attracting all these different people who are doing lots of thinking. So it is a very fascinating process to watch. Uh, also, if he will become one of those, maybe an early figure of a much bigger movement in, in how the theology of Protestantism uh, or within the church at large even can, can be reshaped in some ways. So that's uh, our main thoughts on this. This is a topic we can go back to many, many times. And just, uh, again, it's recommended to watch Von der Clay's YouTube channel because especially when he has these bigger reflections, it's uh, very interesting and informative and kind of it's a creative process that is happening. And uh, it might seem more to be at some kind of a, a point now where, where exploration and kind of new ideas and insights are <laughs> starting to kind of manifest new ideas that take a more concrete form, maybe. So that's uh, something that's uh, stimulating as well to, to watch. And then just to try to wrap up with something concrete there. So what, what should we look for in the coming months and years? Uh, we have some questions like, could the Protestant branch be expanded with the theology of the two old branches? Uh, will more people move to the the two old traditions, both kind of current Protestants, but also people who are out uh, of, of kind of the church uh, or even like theology, theological thinking at all, suddenly be attracted to it? Uh, or will there evolve something new now that people have access to everything at once? Uh, and then another point is that could we also see that more intellectuals, in the same way that Douglas Murray mentioned, we, we covered this in a, 
in the previous episode, that his his thoughtful intellectual secular friends were converting to in his in his example Catholicism. But could we see more intellectuals coming in and engaging in like spiritual philosophy and theology? Uh, and then being influenced by people like to have representatives of three branches, Paul von de Clay, Bishop Barron, and Jonathan Pajot, and also secular historians like Tom Holland, who is still, it seems like an agnostic, a secular uh, thinker, but who is, who is doing this big rethinking about what, uh, what the tradition really means and how uh, it, takes quite a long time to really grasp to grasp what it is if you start looking at all the different versions and kind of the wealth of it over 2000 years instead of just the last 20 30 years or so and then a different picture might emerge so these are very big questions big topics and uh, lots of fun uh, just inputs and growth that will happen in many places. And we will try to <laughs> have an update on this every now and then. So uh, that's all we wanted to say. So the question that is he asked in the video from yesterday, Paul von der Klee, is PVK drifting away from orthodoxy Protestantism? Um, maybe not drifting away, but he, I think he certainly is expanding. And then time will show what comes out of this. Uh, if, he can, if he can establish something new or if he will change his... his uh, position maybe but and with him many other people as well could be interesting to look at so with that this is about 30 minutes uh if you made it so far thank you so much for listening if you have any comments any uh, any reactions to this any ideas just leave them in the comments below if you listen to this on cast box which is kind of the base of the podcast and uh, with that hope you're still having a great day and as always thank you so much for listening and see you again in the next episode